0: We're joined today by Allison Mislow, PlanSmart Account Executive for Barnum Financial Group. Through the PlanSmart program, Allison has helped provide a company's employees access to a range of financial and retirement education resources through on-site programs, optimal personal consultations, and decision support assistance. Allison joins us to talk about her role with PlanSmart and the importance of financial education in the workplace. I'm Paul Blanco. And this is Small Steps, Big Wins. All right, well, Allison, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. You got it. And, uh, you know, as I uh, think about our relationship and all the stuff we've done together, I I thought it would be great to start with your journey. Like how did you end up in the financial service industry and give us a little of your background and how you got here.
1: Sure. Well, this is a great story, as you know. So actually, um, I went to Emory University. I was an English major and a voice minor. Um, So it's kind of been a long leap into business, although I went directly into a training program for a bank, then worked for Atena U.S. Healthcare and sales, and then at a Deco where I was a regional manager. Then as you know, after we had our first child Connor, I took some time off and I was very fortunate to meet the lovely Mindy Blanco at Gymboree. And um, it was great fun because Jenny and Sydney were in the same class with myself and Connor. We ended up in a play group together. And, you know, I was kind of complaining. I didn't want to go back to a deco. I was taking a break for a couple of years. And I said, but gee, I'm really going crazy. I'd love to work part-time. So she said, well, why don't you come in and meet my husband? I said, okay, sure. So I came in and, you know, there was immediate connection with you, Paul. I was so impressed by you, by your vision, um, by your warmth and greeting me and just talking about the fact that you wanted to be a marketing firm that does financial planning. I remember that very clearly. And I said, that's great, but you know what? I only want to work two and a half days a week. You're like, no problem. So, um, that was the start of something great and something I'll always be grateful for because I was able to come in back into a professional role, have some flexibility with my family, which meant the world. And of course now I'm at, you know, 60 hours a week plus, but while my children were growing, I had the opportunity to build a great career through your kindness for sure. So always be grateful for that.
0: Well, that's uh thank you. And, uh, you know, I always said Mindy was a good recruiter, so yes. she, did a, she did a really good job. <laughs> For um, sure. You know, when I think about, you know, your first couple of years, but then we had this big vision of, you know, taking this program and educating people mm-hmm. in the workplace. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you having a background of dealing in the workplace, we put these thoughts together and I think that, you know, we were at the forefront of that and, you know, what were you thinking when we went back and we said, all right, let's try this. Like, what were some of the thoughts in your mind?
1: Well, you know, I remember, Paul, specifically that originally we had tried doing quite a few dinner seminars. And one of the things that bothered me, even though we would get good attendance, is that all the advisors had to pay up front and it was really expensive. And, you know, some of them got good leads, but it really bothered me that they're always shelling out money. They didn't know what the conversion would be to people interested for meetings. And so that's when we started looking into doing programs in libraries. And then, you know, I said, well, why don't we look at corporations? Um, because that was my background, you know, business to business sales. And so that's when we went to our two first customers, um, which were Bayer Pharmaceutical in the city of New Haven. And we went to them, I went to them and, and they had no financial wellness education, only their, you know, medical, dental, that, you know, the financial wellness side yet had not become a big thing. And so they said, sure, we're going to try it. So at that time we were bringing in dinner, for a four-part session, which was something we were actually leasing from another company, mm-hmm. strategies for a successful financial future. And I'll never forget the first night at Bear. I, I remember you being there as well and just watching the people pour in. I could not believe it. We were so shocked. You know, it was like 80 people came and, and stayed all through the, the four weeks. And I think that's when, for me, the light bulb went off that this information was so needed by these people that they were really dying for it and they needed it, you know, so desperately. And similarly, when we went to sign people up for one-on-ones, it was like a line from the table for people to sign up because they were so in need of that information. So that was the beginning.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, back then financial literacy wasn't a buzzword as it is, has it become in the, you know, 2010 on. And I think when you think about it, Kids go to school and get educated, but very rarely Mm -hmm. do they learn that stuff. And now you get into the workforce Mm -hmm. and maybe middle of your life and you have all these things going on, all these, your 401k, your insurances, your investments. And you might not, unless you have a good advisor, you Mm -hmm. might not know. And what was really great about the program and today also is, is that it's really comprehensive in showing it touches pretty much everything in your financial life. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what you saw. It wasn't one thing. Right. So each person maybe has a different perspective. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what drove the people wanting the one-on-ones and wanting more information. So Mm -hmm. was there challenges early on when you thought about it, though?
1: You know, it was interesting. um, When we started with those first two customers, I was shocked at how eager they were for the information. So with them, there were not challenges. As we moved forward, the biggest impediment was customers using their 401k provider and thinking that it was the same thing, what we were offering to provide. But as we sat down with them and talked with them further, they realized that really what the 401k providers were offering was very much investment based Um and, and really not covering the broader aspects of planning for life more holistically. And so once we brought that into clearer focus for them, they agreed to use our program alongside their own. So really it hasn't been a huge challenge. There always seems to be a place for our programs, even if we're existing alongside a 401k provider or even another, you know, financial wellness offering.
0: Yeah. Which is, is amazing. And I think that Unless they get educated on that, they wouldn't know that. So Mm -hmm. when you think about, you know, you were calling on HR professionals at that time, and Mm -hmm. obviously still today, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But were they relieved when you showed up and you started to tell them about the program? Did they feel that, you know, all of a sudden you became an extension of their infrastructure, for lack of a better word? And they were able to outsource it to you and, and your team.
1: Yes, yes. And actually I've had some really funny interactions over my, I'll be, here 23 years, November 1st. So yeah. through those 23 years, I've had some very funny interactions and a couple of them stick out in my mind. So I'll share these stories. Yeah, so when we first started working with a nationally known fortune, you know, 50 advertising firm out of New York, I had the HR woman call me up and say, Allison, I'm loving your programs, but what can you do for our executives? They're driving me crazy. I mean, those were her exact <laughs> words. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, they don't understand, you know, they're Comp, their special benefits. They won't come to the general sessions. You know, we need to break out something special for them. And um, that's when the first executive program was born. We started carving out special programs just for that group based on a request from an HR person. Um, the other area that we've, re- you know, constantly receive requests about are our resource for change programs when they're, you know, doing a downsizing, laying off a group of people, or offering an early retirement package or perhaps even freezing a pension, that is a recipe for disaster for the HR team because they can become easily overwhelmed and inundated with calls, angry employees And, you know, I can remember one program that we did when a customer froze their pension and the kindest compliment that I received from the HR person saying, I was just dreading going into this because I thought that we were just going to be slaughtered uh, with people being unhappy questions, but, you know, with your programs and the deep dive that you provided, we really had very few calls. I mean, people were, were very comfortable with the change that we were providing. So that was a great
0: compliment. Yeah, that really is. And uh, it's a testament to what you've built and what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. So let's, uh, let's back up for a second because for some of the lists that are out there, you know, we have a lot of financial advisors listening and what Alice and her team does is not only are they working with the institution, and bringing these programs to them. But then you're partnering with probably two financial advisors to deliver the programs. Mm-hmm. And then they're the ones that are actually doing the one on one consultations, them and their teams. Mm-hmm. As, So maybe you can give me a little bit on that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we're going in and talking with the HR, you know, contact, it might be an SVP, a director of benefits. We're finding out what it is they need. And one of the things that I love about our programs is that many of them are customizable. So we're not trying to fit, you know, a square peg into a round hole. We can find out what they need and then deliver it. And then we're partnering with an advisor team, which is a minimum of two, it could be three or four, depending on the size of the group. And we are having them meet the HR team, understand their needs so that they can deliver them specifically to their liking. And I think that is one of the largest differentiating factors about what we do. It is not cookie cutter and it can be the same team working within a corporation for 15, 18, 19 years, yeah, you just, know, you
0: just, that's where I was going to go and say there's some advisors that have been in the same venue for almost 20 years.
1: Yes. Yes. We just, I just hosted a event today virtually uh, for a customer, you know, very large hospital system who um, asked me when she was referring to the presenter, if she could mention that he has a cult-like following there. I said, well, maybe don't say that today, but I love that feedback. Um, And she said, okay, I'll just say that, you know, he's well-loved. I said, okay, that's great. But he has been there for 16 years. And so he said, she said, you know, our partnership with him is something that sets this Program apart.
0: And what's pretty amazing is once they get to know the company and the benefits and all the things that the employers are getting or not getting, mm-hmm. they're able to help them and, and really solve a lot of problems for that, for that SVP slash HR mm-hmm. director and make it less hard for them to uh, deal with their employees.
1: Right. And, you know, I hear over and over from corporations and this woman said this today on this national webinar, she said, you know, Um, we had a real, you know, there was a fear 15 years ago that, you know, somebody was going to come in and give a high pressure sales pitch. And she's like, we have never gotten that. That has never happened. Our employees love interacting with the presenter. Um, they have great feedback on the one-on-one sessions. So that integrity that, you know, is, part of our program and how we're perceived is so important to our success.
0: Yeah. And I think for, you know, for everyone listening is an advisors, you have to be consultative first. Oh yeah. I think that is, um, will differentiate you from the people that are not. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's a testament to the advisors and, and to you and your team. So let's fast. Well, let's go backwards and forward at the same time here. So, In 2004, I believe it was, you know, I kept presenting the program and saying this is what we're doing and MetLife Mm -hmm. basically helped rebuild a new one that's called PlanSmart. And wow, it's almost 20 years that we've been working with them. We have an exclusive partnership with them now, and why don't you talk about how that relationship works?
1: Yeah, so it's a great relationship. I mean, they really develop the curriculum. They help to train and screen the presenters, which is very helpful. Um, they take great feedback from us, so it's it's really been a terrific partnership. Additionally, they put great focus on making sure that their group customers, so they have group benefit customers only now, that they have this as a voluntary benefit, and it is one of only three free voluntary benefits that MetLife offers. So that's a
0: really good point. I never really thought of it like that.
1: Yeah. So it's, you know, I um, frequently say to people, there's not a lot in life that is this good and free. <laughs> so you need to take advantage of it. So it it works very, very well. People, you know, respect the name life. They respect who we are and together we make a great team.
0: Yeah. And I think, and I, and I give them a lot of credit also for understanding that this is a differentiator for them with their clients and their employees that they have. Mm -hmm. And I think that it it makes a lot of sense that they've picked us and we've been fortunate to have this partnership for a really long time now.
1: Absolutely. Well, it differentiates their group benefits because there's few other competitors that offer a program to the level of what we deliver. They might offer, you know, a few just basic programs that are very cookie cutter, but I don't really know any competitor that offers the number of programs that different programs that we have with the customizable feature. Um, So I think that really differentiates us in the marketplace.
0: Yeah, which is great. So we had obviously a major challenge and opportunity that hit us in, you know, 2020 when COVID hit Mm -hmm. and, you know, this program had been being delivered nationally for you know, almost 20 years at that point and was pretty much 100% Mm face-to-face and, you know, COVID hit and a lot of bad came out of that. But I think a lot of good came and, you know, it moved to a little bit more of a virtual program. So maybe you can give a little color on what's happened in the last, you know, 36 months since that happened.
1: Yeah. It's very interesting. So of course, in the beginning it was like, wow, how are we going to continue this business? You know, because it was scary. It had been built on a face-to-face delivery model where the presenters could get, you know, belly to belly with um, the attendees and build a relationship. And we're like, gosh, how is this going to work? But what we've been able to do is to actually deliver national webinars for national customers. And so previously where we had to send presenters to every single location. And we had a minimum of 500 employees at that location to send somebody. So all the people at locations that had 50 or hundred people, you know, they really didn't have an option to join one of these programs. Now we can offer the programs and people from any site can dial in. Um, We are still starting to get a few requests for maybe one or two programs annually in person, but I don't see it ever going back to where it was because it's so much more convenient and we can really reach their entire population nationally with a virtual offering.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think you brought up a really interesting point, right? Many of the larger companies in the world have different sites and different types of businesses all through the country. And Mm -hmm. what's happening now, if you're in New York City, and you have a little site in Iowa.
1: Right, They're, exactly. now, they're
0: now included, mm-hmm. and they have the opportunity to get the same advice, right, from a financial advisor that someone was getting in the main. You know, in the That's main right.
1: hub. Yeah. And I often heard pre-COVID from HR people that, you know, gee, we have to get somebody out to Des Moines or we have to get somebody out to this place in Arizona because they're always feeling left out. That was a major challenge that HR people faced. They're not facing that as much today because everything is being delivered virtually for everyone.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting. I never thought that if we would have approached people and said, we're going to do them virtually, they probably wouldn't have endorsed it And then it happened by mistake or not by mistake because of what happened. But Mm -hmm. I think that that uh, that was a huge win. Uh, It was one of the silver liners of of COVID.
1: Well, also that and the work-life balance, you know, I mean, the biggest return to work place that I'm seeing is New York City, actually. Most of the customers there are doing two or three days on the same days at work. Other states that I work in, even Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Jersey, I'm not seeing that as much. So I guess... The world learned that, you know, you didn't have to be in the office to be working and you didn't have to be face to face with a presenter to be learning. So, you know, they were able to approach things differently.
0: Well, and I remember a story. I was talking to one of our financial advisors in on a Saturday in 2018. And I remember this like yesterday. I was mm-hmm. going to uh, one of my son's soccer games. It was about two o'clock. And we were catching up from the week and I said, what are you doing? And he said, "Oh, I'm on my way to the office. And it was, it was like, I think it was like towards the end of the summer. I'm like, what are you going in for? And he said, well, I have a zoom. It wasn't a zoom, but it was a different uh, tool that they were using, but a zoom with a client in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I said, why don't you just jump on the train? And he said, oh no, I, this is my third meeting. She doesn't want to meet me. She doesn't need to meet me face to face. And we're actually, she's a planning client and we're doing business together. And I was right. like, wait a minute, you never met her? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty interesting. So mm-hmm. I think now for the financial advisor, forget driving and going to the event face-to-face. Right. But then the reach that they have mm-hmm. and you know it's a level playing field for all clients now because it mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you live right you can get the best possible advice mm-hmm. all through technology.
1: Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it also depends on the team and the customer, right? As you know, my team meets with every planning team prior in the fall and then in January to go over their, you know, their schedule. And so part of that is asking them how, you know, how do you choose or how would you like to present? And some teams are I don't want to, I want to do everything virtually. Some teams are asking me, gee, I'd love to do 25% in person. Can we get back on site here or there? So the nice thing is it doesn't have to be a hundred percent either way. It can be something that fits that person's personality as well as the employees and the customers need.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. So, you know, let's, let's fast forward. And like today, you know, financial wellness, what you're doing on a day-to-day, what excites you about the future and going forward?
1: Well, a couple of things, a couple of new initiatives, Paul, you know, in the last couple of years are clients have developed a much larger focus on the diversity, equity, and inclusion front. And as such, we've worked very closely with MetLife to build specialty programming to highlight and and support their employee resource groups at the corporations or affinity groups. So this year was the first year that we built out programming for all the specialty months. So like June is Pride Month. So we delivered a program specifically for estate planning for the LGBTQ community community. It's also the celebration of Juneteenth. So we had closing the gap, building wealth in the black community in August is women's I believe it's women's history month so we did women in investing right now we have a program coming up for Hispanic Heritage Month which is an estate planning workshop focused for the Hispanic community so that's been really important to our corporate clients because they are very much entrenched in having you know these affinity and ERG groups they want specialty programming and so we've really been able to deliver that at a high level and we get great feedback the presenters for those programs are also from those communities. So they're able to really, you know, connect with those audiences. So that's one thing that we've been working on and changing in our curriculum that I really enjoyed being a part of. And I've also enjoyed when I've had the opportunity to meet Um, the the heads of those DE&I groups, because I've learned a lot about what their challenges are, you know, that are very different than how I grew up. Right. So when I meet with them and say, what's important to you, how are you going to define success for this event? They tell me like with the estate planning for the Hispanic community, they said, you know, this is not inherent to our community. We just all took in our parents and we didn't do any estate planning and we're trying to help educate people. How can we do that? So that's been very interesting to me. The other thing that I've worked on a lot is the tie between financial health and mental health and wellness. And actually, I have a meeting next week with MetLife because this year in, in May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, we actually ran 25 programs for 25 customers just on the tie between those two things. And we actually brought in a clinical psychologist who worked with a Smart presenter to talk about, you know, how do you deal with your finances? finances to bring you peace and feel confident. And then also this cognitive behavioral therapist then talked about, you know, controlling your thoughts, um, which control, you know, your mind, which equal your actions. And it was just an amazing program that we delivered, like I said, to 25 of our, our clients. So we are looking to do that again next year, change up kind of the slant and 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 what we're going to focus on. But that is a huge thing that customers are realizing is that employees who are financially well are more likely to be mentally well in addition.
0: Yeah. And I'm interested how I get the employer is trying to deliver this, but Mm -hmm. when you get the feedback from the employees after they go through those workshops,
1: what was the feedback like? The feedback was incredible. I mean, they, first of all, financial stress, you know, and that's how the, our presenters started out talking about how to reduce financial stress. So what are the things paying down your debt, having an emergency fund, having a budget, living within your means, all those things that you would think are basic. Right. Great. (laughs) I try to do the (laughs) same. I have one spender and one saver, so we'll see how that works out. But, um, so then, you know, they started, they started with that. And then the employer asked us to also tie in some work site benefits. That really also help people to feel comfortable, you know, like having additional life insurance, having their DI in place. Um, those are all things that bring comfort and security to employees. And then finally, having a professional that can talk about, again, cognitive behavioral therapy controlling your thoughts, you know, in your mind, which equal your actions and equal your feelings. Really all tied together. And um so I, you know, I I attended all of them. I enjoyed them very much. And um the employers love them. So we're gonna be doing it again next year. So it's been really fun and challenging to develop, help to develop some of these new segments of our financial wellness platform to meet the new needs of, you know, employees in in
0: today's world. Yeah, well, you know, taking the role that I took here 30 years ago, I was always very nervous that I was getting way further away from the end user meaning the client. Mm-hmm. And uh as I'm sitting here, you're giving me great comfort to see the work you and your team are doing for that end user mm-hmm. and the evolution of not just saying it's okay to be status quo, right? Having that growth mindset. Thank you because I always feel that if we take care of the end user, the rest of the stuff mm-hmm. all comes together. And uh, yep. the evolution of this program is just incredible, Allison. So thank you.
1: Yeah, we have we have another exciting thing coming next week, and you you know how persistent I can be. <laughs> I believe that's why you put a bathroom in your office because I, I used to wait outside the bathroom <laughs> to try and catch him when I couldn't find him and I needed <laughs> to ask him a question. But um, something else we're coming out with for next year, and I have a meeting next week in New York with. MetLife on this is doing a three-part financial planning program. And the reason that we've requested it is, you know, RetireWise is our flagship. It's great, but there's still young people that say, oh, I don't need that. I don't need to go to it. So MetLife has finally agreed to develop Uh, another program that will go alongside of it that will be a three-part program on financial planning and will come with a deliverable if the team is okay with with doing that, You know, like a snapshot. And so I think that is going to be really exciting because it's going to then lead employees not just to come and get educated, but to start working on doing a plan. And if we've learned from some of our great planners here, you know that it's great to be educated, but without a plan, it can be difficult to execute on your education. So looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, and the best time to start is obviously yesterday. So uh, right. to get mm-hmm. them early in their career and and back to what you just said earlier about the mental space of that is, yes. is that if they start earlier they'll they'll avoid some of that hopefully with mm-hmm. uh, the stress that they get from money.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: What is your days like? You know, you you opened up with that, you know, you went from a part-time mm-hmm. and you know, was home and now you know it's a 60 hour day but what's the breakdown 60 hour a week i should mm-hmm. say but what's the breakdown like what are you doing on most of your days
1: Well, um, it's no secret that I like to be out in front of the customer. That's my favorite place to be. So um, now I'm currently back in New York one day a week, every week, seeing customers. I try and be in market, you know, a second day, meaning seeing customers in New Jersey or Connecticut. There were so many, you know, years, there were two or three years where I couldn't, you know, go out and see people. And there's, you know, tons to be gained, you know, over Zoom. But when you get the chance to reconnect with people, there's so much that comes out of it. In fact. I saw a client on Long Island two weeks ago that I had not seen since 2019 and the vice president of benefits that I've been dripping on for can't imagine how many years about some additional things that we want to put in, sent me an email two days later saying, let's talk about it this Friday, let's go through it. Just having the chance to sit next to him for two hours at lunch and learn about their priorities as a company. So for me, I like to be out in market at least two days a week. And, you know, I'm usually here another two days, just working from home one day. So, but it's really spent, you know, on calls with existing customers, doing planning for them for the coming year, meeting with prospects, which would be new customers that are interested. And then also, you know, working with colleagues to do strategy and make sure that we're going to meet our goals and have our business plan in place. So it's certainly a, a busy and a gratifying life for sure.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. And, and you know, one thing that uh, we didn't really get into was, Obviously, you started out as a solo practitioner mm-hmm. in this role and going out there and doing this. And, and now over the last, you know, 15 years plus, you have you have a team. Mm-hmm. So why don't you talk about, you know, what's behind you and how's how you're being supported by your own team?
1: Yeah, sure. So there are five of us and so I have a I have a partner for 22 years, Gina Magada, so we share our territory and we both do the same thing, we do sales. And then we have three very important people who are implementation consultants. So they actually, you know, are on frequently on the sales call with us when it is a virtual meeting and then they take it from there once the customer indicates their preferences for what they'd like to offer and they make it happen as quickly and easily as possible um, for the customer. So it's, it's great having them. Um, We obviously could not do what we do without them. Um, We'll put on about 700 workshops this year just for the Barnum presenters. Um, So it certainly is more than a full-time job, but really, you know, the strength is in us as a team. We can do so much more as a team than anybody can do individually. So I'm really grateful to have them.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, we think of just financial advisor teams, but this is a financial advisor team just in a different way. And yes. Teaming is the future of, you know, mm-hmm. our industry. So mm-hmm. I think that's great. You know, a couple of last ones for you. Talk about your future? What what do you, like, what's next for you?
1: Well, you know, I I think that, um, you know, I like to think strategically. And so I was on a call the other day and we were talking about, you know, how to get employees to attend our programs. It was with MetLife. And we really started um, thinking about strategically how we can almost blend our our brands, if you will, and leverage the best of both to get people to attend. And there are a lot of technical ways that we can do that. So it's more, you know, technical ways of getting people not only to enroll, but attend the workshop. So increasing our participation. I definitely look forward to looking to create, you know, new programs, like I mentioned with the financial planning program, yeah. doing more with mental wellness and continuing to support the diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. That's That's a lot of fun for me. And then also, uh, of course, my team will tell you that one of my favorite things to do is to chase elephants, meaning, you know, the 30,000 live groups um, that take you 10 years to get to trust you and finally say yes. So I have a few of those that I've been working on and looking forward to seeing what we can do for them as we bring them across the threshold.
0: Well, you know, and and when you think about those big groups, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, they're the impact. That can be made on all those people, and you just need one to say yes, and so now you just impacted thirty thousand more people than yes, we have today. and uh, right, you know that's an amazing journey to be on mm-hmm. and, and enjoy that. So do mm-hmm. you think education in the workplace is going to change, or you think it's just going to keep evolving the way it is?
1: I think it's going to keep evolving and I don't think it's ever going to go away because now more than ever, employees need this education. They need the assistance and they're relying on the HR team more than ever to, you know, provide solutions that they really don't have the time or and are not equipped or nor do they want to provide it. So I think education is, is definitely here to stay. And, um, the great thing is that, that we can, to work every day knowing that what we do really impacts people today and in their future. And so it's, I always tell people it's, it's a feel good program. It's something that we're doing that betters the employee's lives. So we can feel really good about that.
0: Yeah. The cool thing I tell financial advisors, what you're saying is they might have taught 10,000 people over a 25 year career. Mm -hmm. And there's 500 or 800 clients that they have, but there's so many other people that took their advice mm-hmm. and did stuff that they're looking back and they're saying, wow, if I didn't go to that workshop, yes, I wouldn't have got that, even though they didn't do it with us. And mm-hmm. for me, that gives me great strength in knowing that the impact is just so tremendous of what we're doing for our society. And it's amazing. So in closing, when I think of the show, you know, small steps, big wins. It's you did that. You took us, you know, little and little, and you talked about that first night, and it just gets bigger and bigger. And then the evolution, mm-hmm. what you're doing is a skill that I try to teach is stacking. Right. You're taking what you've done, and you're mm-hmm. stacking the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, this program just gets tremendous. And uh, it's been an amazing 23 year run. And I always say to people, we're just getting started. Well. I really believe you, you and your team are just getting started. So thank you so much for all you're doing. Thank you for what you're helping people in our society learn and get educated. And, uh, thanks for being on the show today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Paul, for having me and for your true leadership that you've provided for the last 23 years.
0: I'm really grateful for that. Well, and, uh, I'm enjoying each day and, uh, you know, like I said, the best is yet to come. Absolutely. Thanks again. Thank you. And everybody, uh. Please share this with anyone out there. And uh, if you're on Apple or YouTube or Spotify, like it, pass it around to other people. And uh, if they have friends that have, are running companies or HR professionals, have them reach out to Allison. That'd have a great. great day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Small Steps, Big Wins. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All opinions expressed by the program participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions their respective parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the program participants are affiliated. Investments or strategies mentioned in this program may not be suitable for you, and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you you should strongly consider seeking advice from your own investment advisor. Securities and investment advisory services offered through qualified registered representatives of MML Investor Services, LLC. Member SIPC, 6 Corporate Drive, Shelton, Connecticut, 06484, telephone number 203-513-6000.